Welcome to New Japan Pro Wrestling's official English podcast, the one-stop audio shop for everything that's going on within the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. My name is Chris Charlton, and every time on this podcast, we have a guest representing the best, 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 representing the best, brightest, and sometimes prettiest of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, men such as the man opposite, Mr. Will Ospreay. The How breast in the world. The breast, the breast in the world. Will Osprey. My God. Br- I don't bre- know how you got breast and bit. <laughs> oh, to be fair, no, no, I can't. Are we just coming off of like three Corcorans, so... Oh, yeah, dude, I The am. mouth just doesn't... Battered. Yeah, Sapo as well. Yeah, I can only imagine it's like tiring for you guys, like calling like all the time and like... Did you get like knackering, like being on a conference? It's all, it, I'm, it's not too bad for me. I imagine it's bad for Kev. You imagine? For yeah. Kevin, because, you know, because he's, he's doing, yeah, I'm doing that, but I'm also like the, the third voice, you know, so, you know, it's, it's usually Kevin's got the bulk of the workload and he's producing us at the same time. So, yeah. you know, he'll be. Would you guys do for like toilet breaks and stuff like that? Um, Does someone just go silent? <laughs> kind of, the the peak behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Cor- you can't go well, at the same time. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, the inside baseball is most of the time we're good for the whole for the whole time. But um, Tokyo Dome, we had to sit down with the run sheet. Yeah. And then we like kind of ran. You know, so, yeah, yeah we, we managed to. Of course, to, of course, yeah. We I always was fascinated with stuff like that because I always sometimes imagine, like, I have to do like a nervous wee and a nervous number two, like every now and again, like just before I'm about to wrestle. And I actually thought this a while ago. I was like, I wonder what like the commentators do. Like they can't just take off and apparently. Yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, yeah. I I remember because we were in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and you Which just ridiculous you burst in. Yeah, right, it was. But you just burst in there like, I need me. <laughs> um, this is the thing I think is good about it, though, because it gets to know you as a, a person. Like, yeah, more than, yeah, more man. More than just like the I product I, of Will Ospreay. Well, I like we, are, we are humans. All right, let's um, get on to it. Right. Uh, you are, uh, unfortunately, not the British heavyweight champion. No, but I do have a chance. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day, back in uh, the... The country where this feud actually kind of started uh, seven years uh, with Revolution Pro Wrestling, seven years knowing Zack Sabre Jr. and wanting to hold the British Heavyweight Championship so many times. Uh, this will be my fifth attempt at trying mm. to get the title. So hopefully it all comes to uh, a complete story with uh, me finally getting the title in the venue that I hold very dear to my heart. You'll call Bethnal Green. Yeah, you know, this week really sort of showed the the synergy that we have with with RevPro, and well, I mean, by part it's almost necessity. The British Heavyweight Championship has been in Japan for the last few months, but um, you know, it, it was a kind of a wild scenario. Something happens in Corcoran Hall, and that has consequences in London. Yes, you know, it, it sort of speaks to how connected we all are these days. And yeah, and I like the fact that like the British Championship is being defended in Japan because I feel like it just adds to the lineage and the legacy. Like mm. you got to really think about it. 
Think about all the promotions that are running in England right now. Think of all of that. And the British Heavyweight Championship arguably is like one of the most important championships in British wrestling. Mm. It's been held by Minoru Suzuki, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Tanahashi, Shibata, my personal favourite, AJ Styles. Like, mm. It's been defended in Madison Square Garden. It's been defended in Tokyo Dome. What other championships in England have done that? And the answer is none. Yeah, the the title has been held by legends and even competed for by legends. Like the amount of people that held the title and versus the people that have never held the title, it's like it's such a good lineup of people that want to be the British Heavyweight Championship. And now, finally, after seven years, I have one more chance to finally put my name in that legacy. Mm. After that, but you you had such a demanding schedule last year. Yes, and having that British Heavyweight Championship makes you, I would think, uh, even more in demand. I suspect Andy Quilden wants his British champion to be in Britain. Well, absolutely, but he needs to understand, first and foremost, I'm now a resident in uh, Japan now, so I'll be, I'm living out here. But like, there is no reason why I can't hop on a plane in between tours, do big York Hall shows, and defend my title against the upcoming British wrestlers, because that's the thing. I put out a... Instagram post slash Twitter post um, just before the new year came in. And the main reason I did it is because another company in England that I used to work for closed down. And it kind of breaks my heart. Is this company after company are closing down. And there was an interview done saying that, well, the companies that are closing down aren't the ones that gave like medical bills and first aiders backstage. And the fact is, is they did. Mm. It's just... It is. It's just what it is. It's just the industry changing and it's evolving. And unfortunately, things have to close. Uh, but with that, people aren't getting the opportunities that were once there three years ago, even like before anything was even about England. Uh, and you have to think when I first was in England seven years ago, I was facing the top independent stars learning guys like Rick Shea, Rich Swan, the Young Bucks, uh, list goes on and, on and then facing guys from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. So I was able to go underneath the learning tree, but now all these people are signed up and gone away. So no one in the up-and-coming era is getting the chance to learn and get in a ring with someone better than them and getting their ass handed to them and learning back and coming back. Mm. So that's where I want to step in. I want I want to face new guys. I want to face guys like uh, Carl Fletcher. I want to face guys like Mark Davis, uh, Dan Maloney, the OGMO. Like, I want Cora Noir, Rob Lynch, all those guys. I want the best that British wrestling has to offer because I feel like, a win right now over me after the 2019 that I had I'm one of of those guys that if I'm in a big singles match you know it's going to be good you get that win and your career skyrockets I know that unfortunately I have to say it but (laughs) it sounds so like well yeah so for a wrestler but you know I mean there's there's a reason for it right you know it it comes from a place Um, yeah it's you know speaking to what you were speaking about and what's happened to the British team Minoru Suzuki had a very interesting interview that kind of went up and and he was talking about what's happening internationally uh, in America, in Europe, to an extent in Mexico, Mm. and what might happen in Japan. And, And his argument was that Japan has resisted that because there's a professional wrestling culture that is proprietary that is out that is quote unquote ours from in his words yeah 
um, and that this is distinctly Japanese. Yeah. Do, do you think that happened, you know, in a way with, and, you know, I think Zach did a lot to bring the scene up from the mid 2000 when he came in yes. where it was, it was very, very dark, you know, to like hide, highlight what the professional wrestling culture was. Cause we kind of forgot about it for like 20 years almost. Yeah. I think you're, you're right. Because obviously there was like the FWA. That yeah. was like the, the first time I think anyone really heard of like British independent and you know, like the style of independent, wrestling that you want to see like that old origin of ECW and yeah. stuff like that uh, and obviously when that disappeared there was nothing but I think Zach uh, Marty uh, like guys like even like Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews uh, did like a fantastic job of going out to the world and like going out to America and Germany and like everywhere and then bringing the attention to England and then I put it down to one day where Zach had uh, a match over, a, well, not a match, a weekend of matches in PWG's Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. And that at the time was the highest independent DVD retailer. Mm. It's so weird even saying DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Everything's an on demand service these days. But I think everyone kind of watched Zach and just was instantly like, I want to see more of Zach Sabre Jr. Yeah. They would go onto YouTube and type in, and then you'd see him versus Prince Devitt. Yeah. So it's just straight away, people's eyes just locked onto this, and we were doing alternative products, but yet bringing in the hottest independent names from all around the world. And Zach, uh, Marty, um, Drew Galloway, uh, got to, I mean, I want to say like I helped uh, Jimmy Havoc as well. Like mm. I wanted, but I don't like patting myself on the back. <laughs> but just, I feel like us, our, our group of guys really like stretched ourselves out to try and put more eyes on the British wrestling scene. Right. And to wrestle in a particularly British way. Yes. In a sense, in a, in a uh, European I mean, sense, perhaps, so, so. you know, I mean, arranged in a, in a way, but I like, mean, because the, the, the thing is when I was in the UK, or towards the end of, of when I was just leaving. And that was just around, I first met Zach in like 2004, 2005. So when oh, wow. he was like coming out and, um, that was when you'd get the tribute acts yeah, yeah. in the cat, you know, and it was the phony undertaker against like, I never saw them, but I've heard horror stories. Yeah. Right. They, so, they, they oh yeah, for sure. But, Going away from, well, not only do we need to bring the scene up, but the culture of what wrestling was yes. in the 70s and in the 80s, which is something, even though you're like that is long before your time and, and Zach's time, you both still wrestle in such a way where, you know, it, it wouldn't be out the question to see um, a Johnny Kid wrestle in a similar way if he was active, to, you know, as yeah. active right now. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. I would say it was a huge compliment. Thank you. Um, which sort of brought us to Sunday, at least, or, you know, Sunday's very recording this, the Sapporo match, which was so different to anything else that was on that card. And that spoke to me of like, oh, this isn't just a British heavyweight championship match. This is a British, a British wrestling match yeah. in Japan. Yeah, right? I wanted to try and do that as well because I feel... I feel like it's a testament to myself as well to try and stretch myself out and try and dig back to the old roots that I had to do when I first started training, when I was learning the British style. Mm. Uh, because as I've come here, my style kind of 
has developed from being a high flyer. I'm a little bit more of a striker, but I kind of wanted to play Zach at his own game and I wanted to show people that I'm just not a a one-trick pony. I can do this style. So mm. it was very interesting for me to get back in there and do that. And I felt everything that we were doing was getting a response because they, it wasn't mm. like anything that they had seen before. Like the night before they had... Ishii, Goto, Evil, and Shingo yeah. pelting the crap out of one another. Yeah. And then there was just two British guys going hold for hold with each other. And then finally coming towards the end, it was down to submissions. And I mean, I'll happily say it, like Zach got the best of me no matter what. Like I didn't get pinned and I didn't tap out. I got choked out, mm. which, you know, that's the game. That's the game that we live in. But like, I guess that piece of my pride can hang on that I didn't give up. And I didn't lay on my back for Zack Sabre Jr. It was like, it was a hard test to put me down this time. So I, I can hold my head up high with that. But I think now it, it's, I can feel something changing now. I can feel like a panic in Zack's wrestling. Mm. And then you had that, uh, the elimination match, like the, the other night. Never seen that before. Of, oh, I'll throw the guy back in the ring. I wanted so to that you can pin him, right? I, I you know, wanted to prove because anyone can throw anybody over the top rope. Look, I throw myself over the top <laughs> rope. You know what I mean? Right. So my thing was is I needed to prove to myself that I could pin him. I had the opportunity just to throw him back, but I was just like, no, he's getting in the ring, and I'm finishing this guy one, two, three. Yeah. Cool. So uh, February 14th, high stakes. And then after that, you'd have that title. Maybe you're heading to Tampa, I hear, for ROH. Is that Yes, right? I'm heading yeah. to Tampa for Ring of Honor. I'm very much looking forward to that because, once again, uh, the idea of wrestling guys outside the New Japan system, I always like to test myself. Like, I mm. enjoy doing the independence because, mm. after all, like, after a while, I, se- I seem to just be like, oh, I, need- I need to just test myself. I want to get out. I want to just experience something else. And that was kind of uh, my New Year's resolution. I- I've got two. One's to not get in any trouble on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> and the other one was to wrestle new people. And it's just like, uh, I'm very much excited to get in the ring. And just uh, that ring on a six-man tag as well. It looks like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Like me, Rocky, and Amazing Red worked so well with uh, each other at Warrior Wrestling. Mm. when we took on the Rascals and now that we've got uh, Bandito, Ray and Flamita. Mm. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that and uh, Ring of Honor seems to be going for a little bit of a resurgence right mm. now so I think this is the type of wrestling and the type of match it needs to basically go like Ring of Honor still has a heartbeat. Right, right. Your mate Marty in the main. Yeah. Ah, he showed up in the, you know, in the US tour. Yep. Just let everybody know that the villain is coming back to New Japan. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, that's very exciting for me that Marty is still committed to coming to mm. Japan. Maybe we'll see him back in the best of Super Juniors, you know. So th- that'll be good. And I like, think of the matches that you could f- see with Marty coming back now. Marty and Hiromu would be great. Uh, Marty Nishimori again. Like that Marty and Shingo from last year's Super Juniors was so good. Mm. So. Like, yeah, Marty's one of those guys as well you know what I mean like all of you he could be in Best of the Super Juniors or he could be in the G1 you, yes you just you don't know you know um, and so that's all part of a very busy week weekends in uh, in Tampa, Florida including Lions Break we're going to be part of WrestleCon yes uh, New Japan is at least and we have a big long list of names that were just announced for Lions Break Project 3 which I always did you ever watch the, the Lions Gate 
events that we had here no, but I, in Shinjuku Face. I never did, but I always like I see I love the Shinjuku Face building. I, yeah, oh yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that building so much. I was like, oh I want to wrestle in here, but now right. after doing like Kurikins and a big arenas, like I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't think this is ever gonna happen for me. But uh, no, I never watched the Lions Break once. They were always, uh, you know, great little concepts, and uh, you know, I hope one time, you know, one day we'll we'll get them back in Japan. But uh, it's a great treat for the fans in America to get a similar concept with uh, Lions Break, where you get the the new guys coming up and they're experience wrestling more experienced guys, maybe freelance guys. So the the list of names there for Lions Break Project Three right now, we've got Tanahashi. Uh, oh wow! Just going to be at the straightaway, straight at the top. Juice Robinson's going to be there. David Good. Finley, uh, Rocky is going to be there. Shingo Takagi is going to be there. Mm, all right. And then uh, from Bullet Club, we got Kenta, mm. uh, Tama, Tanga, Fale, Fantasmo, Ishimori, Jado, Gedo, Desperado, and Zack Sabre Jr. for Suzuki Gun. And then, uh, you know, the LA Dojo talents, you got, uh, Ren Narita there. He's on the excursion oh, right now. Miss Maria. Uh, Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, Alex Coglin, and then the, uh, the guys from, oh, well, outside New Japan, outside the New Japan system, at least. We got, uh, Amazing Red, TJP, Mysterioso, and the Regal Twins. Um, yeah, so lots of exciting stuff coming up in April. More exciting stuff, though, coming up in August. Yeah. August the 22nd. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Wrestle. Now, here's a question because I know you're you're British. Okay. Do you say dynasty or dynasty? Dynasty. <sighs> is it? So it's, it's dynasty. I thought I always thought dynasty is the British English pronunciation. No, it's dynasty. Like. But oh, is, that, is it one of those things where, you know, we look. Like, you know, we make vowels longer in, you know, to match the American. Oh, I don't know, because now we're going to have this conversation. <laughs> Either way, I suppose if, if if you're saying, if you're the youth of the UK, then I need to get with... If I'm the youth of the UK, we're doomed. <laughs> we are doomed. If I start... Like what you if guys you're say represent- on commentary, <laughs> if you start <laughs> speaking, we're all in danger. Okay, well, Wrestle Dynasty. Hell yeah. Anyway, Madison Square Garden. Heading on back. Yeah, Wow. My goodness. But that even sounds weird, me saying heading on back. Heading on back to Madison Square Garden. We did Madison Square Garden. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I opened for Madison Square Garden, other than the Battle Royal, but like, my God, it's so ridiculous just to even think that we're going back into Madison Square Garden. Like, a venue that none of us thought was even remotely going to be end and mm. it's just like we're running garden again and last time we knocked it out of the park and oh like, for sure we need to do it again oh and for like sure. for sure we're gonna like the um just the the noise you got the, i don't think i've heard anything like it in any building just acoustically yeah. it's it's so it's phenomenal because it, you building. know you saw when they were running those videos before the before everything started at G1 Supercard, and then you know when Naito's face came on the screen, everybody went, Wah. Where yeah, were you guys crazy. sitting? Were you guys like ringside? We were, were like, yeah, we were near next to the stage, like in the nitro position, yeah, I suppose. You right. know, so dude, I'm not even joking. I was on the stage, and I was like just by the curtain, just before I'm about to go up, and then you know the beginning beat of the music, the mm-hmm, da 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 da, and people heard it. And reacted, and I just felt a gust of wind like, <laughs> in my face, and I was just like, 
oh, I'm about to perform better than Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, and it was the reaction of everyone going like, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all their like, I don't know, breath and movement just like made this gust of wind <laughs> hit my face. And I was just like, this is the greatest moment of my life that is about to happen. Like, I mean, it's super surreal. Isn't it? Because I mean, in terms of scale, like, the, I mean, the dome in, ter- in terms of people, that's, oh, yeah, that's, like, a, that's a bigger crowd, but... But it's the world's most famous arena. Right. It's like, think of the people that perform there. Beatles, yeah. Oasis. I can't begin to... Like, and the, some of my wrestling heroes have performed in Madison mm. Square Garden. It's just like... And now I'm on that list without doing anything with the WWE. Like, <laughs> literally nothing. Yeah. I've done nothing. And, like, the furthest I've come is a phone call. That's <laughs> it. Like... Never been backstage, never done anything, and I'm standing in Madison Square Garden. Not one WWE thing in sight. It's all New Japan and Ring of But like, it was it was such a just a amazing moment just to be like, this is history right now. Mm. Oh God, yeah. I mean, we were the first. And yeah, we did it, and we did it, and we sold it yeah. out, and we're gonna do it again. Exactly. Gonna, oh, I'm positive we're gonna do <laughs> that again. Like last one, we just knocked it out of the park so well. It was yeah. just. Like every single, there wasn't a bad match on that show. It was just all great matches, all great moments. Hmm. We can do it again for sure. I think there's such a, what's really exciting, I think now is that as well as the stuff that's going on overseas, the, there seems to be like a lot more energy at home now as well. And in Japan, you've yeah, got yeah. all these people saying like Naito saying or Shingo saying, you know, or even to an extent, Kenta saying, um, you know, oh, I want to wrestle and defend my championships on all of these towns that don't normally get to see us live. Yeah. You know, and, and going away doing the tour in Hokkaido. Mm. And that we ran that video where, you know, we're touring around for a couple of weeks in July. Which is weird because, like, once again, I, I'm still new to Japan. I don't know. Mm. Like, I... I've only, when I've come to Hokkaido, it's just been Sapporo. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't know there were other, like, towns. So, like, right. I'm dead excited. I've never been to any of these towns before. Yeah, exactly. And it's for some of those places, it was at least, like, eight years since we've been there. There was one town on that list. We haven't been there for, like, 22 years. Oh. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm sitting there, and obviously, you probably had a bunch of fans that had traveled in from yeah. these places. And they're now seeing, oh, New Japan's yeah, coming yeah. to their town. The, the reactions you got for each town was amazing there, yeah. you know. So. I was all super happy just to be like, yeah, we're going to get a show. We're going to get New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And that's, you know, maybe whether there's... I'd yeah. to do another UK show. That would be fun as well. But I think our schedules are very, very busy right now. If we let it linger and put it out there, then... I think we, yeah. <laughs> we can do a couple boxes. It's insane as well. Insane. Insane. <laughs> Unsane. If they listen to our well, well, if, if they listen, if they listen to well, us, then, then we're all doomed. In a second, you'll, you'll be in a doomed. All of a sudden, you'll be in the room next door with your own desk. <laughs> you're like, oh, the, how the hell did I get here? Imagine me in office. Like this would be the worst <laughs> thing ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Just think of all the train wrecks that have ever happened. <laughs> Times by ten with me in the office. Can you imagine Twitter? But I, I imagine the we, we, we'll do our best to say, all right, William, no trouble in Twitter this no year. T- <laughs> right. How's how's that been going? Very well. It's February and I haven't got in trouble yet. Deleted your account? No. <laughs> no, I'm still running it. I'm still doing my things. I'm just 
not as opinionated because I just feel like no one cares about my opinion. We just mm. care about New Japan Pro Wrestling and we care about positivity and good things. Good. Good, good, good. Jolly good. Okay, so I, uh, well, the, we threw out uh, some questions to the people or we threw out a request from, for some questions. From my fellow sex pigs. Oh my goodness. What that was one of those questions. What is a sex? <laughs> Honestly, right. So this thing came across because all right, we used to call Dave Finley Sex Pig. Yeah. And one night in England I just got so drunk I just started calling myself Sex Pig. My friends thought it was hilarious. And I did one Instagram post and everyone just went nuts over it. So I was like, oh god, I'm gonna I feel like I've just stole Dave Finley's gimmick. Then right you got now. heat from Finley. Right? I thought, yeah, I was like, oh God, I got heat from Finley. But then I asked him, I was like, hey, are we cool? And he was just like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> right, right. So we're all good, apparently. Yeah. Um, let's see, what do we got? Uh, Ray Ray Mars, at Ray Ray Mars on Twitter says, what is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you in a match that you had to continue to work through until the end, whether that's injury related or otherwise? I mean, my heel with the yeah. Roman match, like, that sucked. Like, everything was just super painful afterwards because, like, it just felt like my heel exploded. And then, mm. like, the worst thing was it was just, like, heel exploded, German suplex on my feet, mm. running down the ramp, belly to belly, on my feet, Sasuke. And it was just, like, it felt like my heel just exploded from underneath me. It was the worst pain I've ever felt. And then doing another 15 minutes over that. Right, right. No bizarre things. Like I mean, I've had like fans invade the ring sometimes, and they've oh. got like they've been on the receiving end of this utter. I've got no time for this, Will. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, no. Like I've never had anything real. Like it's just it's injuries more than anything. Where it's just like you shouldn't carry mm. on, and like you just your pride's too much, so you you just do. Mm, mm, mm. Um, at bad chemicals says um. Do you feel like you are the sort of unofficially, officially or unofficially, the, the English-speaking ambassador for New Japan? I hope not, because then we're all, we're doomed. <laughs> we are doomed. Like, we keep saying this. Uh, mm. No, uh, I just feel like I've been put in a position where, like, I, I've had to either sink or swim. And mm. uh, I I'm not a very good swimmer, so I, I've had to learn as I as I go along, and uh, I've just managed to have this really good connection. I feel like the Japanese fans can, and not just Japan, Japan, but like Westerners as well, can feel like I am giving everything that I have to to this company. Like I did, I wouldn't move here if like if I didn't give everything I have to this place, and. Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's a love of pro wrestling, but like not just any pro wrestling for New Japan. I think people can sense it. Mm. So I don't want to be an ambassador because like, like once I'm not a perfect human. I have flaws and mistakes and I admit all of my mistakes. I'm the type of person, if I do F up, I always put my hands up and I go, hey, I'm sorry, what can I do to make this better? Mm. Like, and like anyone can accustom to that. I'm a good boy, I'm just an idiot. But like, <laughs> I, uh, ambassador is a big word I would just like to be like the guy that could open the gates for like other English speaking people to be like hey you can make a living in New Japan Pro Wrestling and like because of New Japan Pro Wrestling I have a house I have an apartment in Japan uh, I've ha- I found so much success and just happiness being in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring 
which uh, ties into what Jaden CH2000 asks. Is there a British or Australian talent uh, that you would like to see in New Japan? There are too many, honestly. Like, the thing is that I try try to do this now because I'm a fan of everybody, like, Mm. these days. Like, anyone that has a little bit of bars or anyone that can move well, I'm always a fan of. So now I try and take the wrestling side out of it and I look at people and like, okay, what are they like character-wise and what they end up? There's a gentleman in Australia and his name's Mick Moretti. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know of him, but he honestly is so wild and out there and I can't say I know anyone that moves the same as he does. He has like a complete different style to anyone that I've ever seen. I think he would be an amazing fit in the junior heavyweight division, I can only imagine what he would be like against a guy like Hiromu. It would be mind-blowingly crazy. Like, his crazy would probably match uh, his crazy. But um, uh, English-wise, Rampage Brown, I really like him. I think it's uh, it's a crime that he hasn't been given the opportunity to go out and explore as much as uh, possible. But Rampage, for me, is just the epitome of a British heavyweight. Like, uh, he's, he's like a big... Good. Okay, so... Alright, one more. Jay White Advocate. Dearie me. What has been your favourite moment teaming with Robbie Eagles? Going back to England was fun. Like, actually, Mm. like, going back to England and wrestling together was really fun. Uh... I think that was his first time he was actually ever in England, if I'm right. So it was kind of fun that I got to team up with him. But uh, teaming with him, we don't have many good memories because, like, we like every time we've gone for the tag tires, we've kind of came short. Every time we've gone for the junior thing, we ju- we just fell short. Mm. But uh, like seeing Robbie grow now, because like when he came in a part of Bullet Club, and it just the suit didn't fit. It mm. was just it was like you know he was a good boy in a bad in a bad group. So, uh, like, seeing him step away now, just seeing the growth of Robbie all the time is just, he's get, he gets better and better. And, like, you, you don't believe it, but he's, like, he's older than me as well. Like, you wouldn't ever guess, but he's like me. We, I say he's my big little brother and he's my little big brother. So it's just, like, it's real nice to, like, just watch him grow. And, like, like the, the thing is for me is um, I don't know what the future lies for me right now. Like, right. as in weight category. I, uh, I honestly don't know because mm. I'm approaching the three digits. Mm. I'm extremely close. Mm-hmm. So whether or not I will be allowed to uh, enter a junior heavyweight tournament anymore is a little bit mm-hmm. up in the air. So for me, if I was saying, okay, I can't do any more junior heavyweight matches who do I think is the best person in chaos? And I think it is Robbie. I think Robbie has such a unique style. I think he blends in submission style and high flying so well together that no one else can really match him with it. So I do see uh, a future IWGP junior heavyweight champion and Australian born Robbie Eagles. The, uh, with Robbie Eagles being with you and Robbie Eagles in chaos. This is something Gino has said. Mm-hmm. And Kevin said, and uh, so whether you can speak on this to any authority, has Robbie Eagles been 
sort of taken under the wing of Tomohiro Ishii a little bit. Do you know what? Like, every now and again, it is, like, real cute, right? Because yeah. we saw on the monitor, like, Ishii's doing his little squat thing and Gojo's there and then Robbie's just there doing the squat next <laughs> to him. And I was just like, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was like, yeah, but I think he has a little bit. I think... Like, because Ishii's done the same with me. Ishii, mm. when I came in, like, at first, Ishii's very standoffish. Right. You gotta understand. Like, he's very standoffish, and, like, I didn't really understand the senpai kogai mm, system, mm, I think. Mm. So I never called him Ishii san. So now, uh, like, I always like uh, Ishii san. Like, yeah. But that was, but like, breaking it down and just working with Ishii and just being like, nah, here, here, and here. Mm, he's mm. such a good strategist when it comes to mm. stuff like that. He's, his mind works so well and he's just, he's one of my favorite guys to just watch. He's just the, I honestly, I would say like pound for pound, Ishii's one of the guys, if you put him in a big singles match, you know you're going to get like a great singles match out of him. Mm. Cool. Well, we'll keep tabs on that in oh, the future. Match. My goodness. What they, that uh, never six man made. So good. That, that was amazing. I watched it last night. I was, was just amazing. Like, and just the way, and it sounds weird, but how far Robbie has come mm. from first stepping into New Japan. He's got comfortable. He's winning the fans over all the time. Like he's the, he's a good boy. He's <laughs> gonna like he's gonna go so far. I can I can honestly say hand on heart. It was like such a good thing that he came to chaos and awesome that he's with Ishii and Goto. The never title match was just ridiculous. Mm. Okay, so uh, let's wrap it up then in that case. What have we got coming up? You can see Will Ospreay in your call, February the 14th for yep. high stakes. Um, after that, we're going to have a run of four Korokorens straight over here back home, starting with Tiger Hattori's retirement, running all the way to Manabe Nakanishi's retirement. Too sad. I mean, uh, Very sad you, weekend. It's, sad. it's been a, yeah, a sad four-day stretch. There. Uh, do you have any memories of Nakanishi in particular? Not any real memories because like we've only just started. Like it's, right, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. We've only just started to get to know each other now. But like, mm. uh, Hattori's is my favorite just to yeah. talk to him. And, hey, like, you hey, can't, man. you can't do <laughs> like you can't do an impression with him without doing the voice. You just have yeah. hey man, hey, you man. take it easy, man. Right. Hey. Good boy. That's what you're saying. Maybe you could have the subtitle for his retirement show would be Bye Man. Yeah. <laughs> Bye Man. If he, if he says that at the end of Kurikin, imagine this big speech. Yeah. And then like everyone's like crying and clapping and he just goes, Bye Man. Okay, Bye Man. <laughs> fantastic Um, yes so all of that stuff will be on New Japan World of course after that it's going to be the New Japan Cup will be right around the corner Uh, of course before that no anniversary oh yeah so yeah that's always you never know what's going to happen there Um, yeah we're in that weird sort of time zone because people will know (laughs) yeah people will know by the time you listen to this it's like you guys are in the future and we're stuck here um, yes, so then New Japan Cup, and then after that, it's going to be Sakura Genesis, so much stuff, and then we're heading into uh, April. You can catch uh, William at Supercard of Honor in Tampa, Florida. Um, also, check out njpw1972.com for tickets to Lions Break Project 3, which is going to be an amazing event, part of WrestleCon, and then on and on and on, and we definitely want you to be 
staying tuned to get your tickets to Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena for Wrestle Dynasty. 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 <laughs> Good. And uh, certainly until we'll have more details on Wrestle Dynasty, Dynasty, uh, and Madison Square Garden uh, next time we speak to you, which will be soon, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Until then, then. Goki and yo. Sayonara. Boop, boop.